and welcome back to real talk sports with rico today i will be your host today's show we are actually talking about the recent nba trade here between the brooklyn nets and the dallas mavericks here we'll be talking about the upcoming super bowl here with the philadelphia eagles versus the kansas city chiefs and we'll be talking about the pro bowl here which played today and so before we actually jump into the content let me first and foremost thank the fans out there for listening to us here and uh, helping us drive content to the show i want to go ahead and thank uh the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show and then lastly i want to thank our platform anchor here for uh, hosting the show so let's go ahead and jump right into the content here so the first topic is the brooklyn nets shipping over kyrie irvin to the dallas mavericks here for spencer dewinley and dorian finley smith um a first round pick and multiple second round picks here so um interesting very very interesting uh to say the least here because you know i think that in a lot of ways brooklyn to me Though they take a little bit of a hit by getting rid of Kyrie Irving, I think that they do get the point guard back that actually can still facilitate and score, maybe not at a high clip like Kyrie Irving. You know, I think Spencer DeWittle is a guy that has been here with Brooklyn before. Uh, He has proven that he, you know, can be an elite player in this league. And I think basically from a confidence standpoint, The way he's played this year, you know, averaging 17 plus points a game and four assists, I think that he'll fit in just fine with Brooklyn here, which keep in mind that Brooklyn is on the rise here in the East. Uh, Obviously, they still have Kevin Durant, who should come back at some point here unless they ship him off as well. And quietly here, you know, Brooklyn has also got Dorian Finley-Smith here, who is actually a pretty good defender here. He's a great knockdown shooter as well. Uh, I think he'll go well with like guys like Royce um, O'Neal out there, and obviously they have Curry out there as well. So, I mean, they get more shooting and more wing help here for Brooklyn, and I think this is something that, from an immediate standpoint, if you knew that you were going to lose Kyrie Irving essentially because you weren't going to extend him, um, I think that you do a great job here by getting something back here. Um, you know, and on top of that, I mean, they've getting, they're getting some picks here as well. So, you know, for me right now, I think that the long term here, I think that Brooklyn probably won this deal. And I think even if, you know, Kevin Durant decides that now that they've shipped off um, Kyrie that he wants to leave, I think that Brooklyn is still in a great position here to build for the future. I think that they're obviously in a big situation here right now where they're still competing. Um, They're still trying to figure out, you know, what they have with Ben Simmons. You know, perhaps he's somebody that, you know, possibly you move as well. Um, But we'll see what happens here with Brooklyn. I, I certainly, like I said, I like Brooklyn out of this deal thus far. Um, On the flip side of this thing, when you look at the Dallas Mavericks here, you're looking at now you have Luka Doncic who averages 700 or has had 740 points in ISO points. You look at uh, Kyrie Irving who scored 386 points and this is all with you know isolation plays here. So essentially you're looking at two of the top 10 ISO players in the game right now. Okay, so they're top 10 statistically in 
you know, scoring in ISO ball situations here. Luka Doncic is a guy that heavily dominates the basketball here. Um, Kyrie Irving, he needs the ball in his hand, essentially. I, I don't think he dominates the ball necessarily as much as, you know, Luka Doncic does here. But, you know, you're looking at a situation here where I think that, you know, this is a little bit of a gamble here, okay? Because this is either going to go really, really well or really, really bad here because, you know, Kyrie is a guy that we know he's going to be able to get his shots off. He's going to be able to create shots and things like that. But I'm wondering now, will Luka be able to now get the same type of um, opportunities that he had, you know, because you look at the way Luka likes to score, you know, Luka does shoot a lot of threes. Um, he does like to attack the basket a, a bit. Um, and he's more of kind of a, a back down player as well. And so, you know, from a spacing standpoint with those two on the floor, they lose a little bit of, of shooting, I think, with uh, Dorian Finley-Smith there. Um, yes, they do have to rely a little bit here now on a, a Reggie Bullock um, or guys like that. And, you know, Maxi Cleva. And it's just one of those things where I just wonder now, you know, I don't know if this moves the needle for the Mavs. Like, can I say, honestly speaking, that, you know, this is going to be something that is going to make them top in the West? You know, right now, I don't see that this team as constructed could beat Denver. I don't think that they can beat Memphis. Um, they could probably you know they're gonna get sacramento i think basically surely off the experience here even though sacramento is balling right now they're third in the west uh i'm not sure that they could beat the clippers if healthy with Kawhi leonard and paul george here uh certainly i think phoenix would probably give them a run here i think that phoenix is just they're waiting for some reinforcements here obviously once they get devin booker back here and then depending on what they do here with the trade uh, with Jamison Crowder and what they get back here, uh, you know, this could be a team that's going to be tough. And right now, I think that this team might even struggle with um, a team like Minnesota. You know what I mean? And so it's tough for me to say that this deal is actually going to be a deal breaker for Dallas. I think that certainly they've rolled the dice here with this one. And, you know, I can say this if something happens to Kyrie and he takes a major injury here. Uh, this definitely could be a bad move here for Dallas because, you know, this could be a three-month rental um, at best. And, you know, when you look at this situation here right now, the most that they could offer him under the current salary cap is two years. And you can, if you're looking at the storyline here, he wanted out of Brooklyn because Brooklyn did not want to pay him the max dollar. And so... You know, at this point in time, even with Kyrie over here, they're in a situation where they're going to have to make some changes here in the offseason to clear up some space to actually sign Kyrie long term here if he decides that he wants to stay here. But I think that there's still so much work to be done here on this roster here. Um, you know, again, you know, they have David Bertans, which I, I think he's a very good shooter uh, when he's out there. I think that now that they've moved on for the, from Dorian Smith, um, they're now essentially saying that they trust a lot with Josh Green. So I guess we'll find out 
um, from him, who's in his second year out of Arizona, you know, what he can do. I think that Tim Hardaway Jr. is definitely going to have to step up a lot more here, um, you know, in terms of, of, of making three-point shots and, and being a, a much better defender here. I talked about Maxi Kleber, um, you know, and how he'll be counted on here. Um, you do have Marquise Morris that did come over in the trade here, so that should help him out a little bit there. Um, and then, you know, they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with Christian Woods here as well. Um, you know, because Christian Woods now, if you have Kyrie Irving on the floor with Luka Doncic, you know, certainly I think that that's going to take away a little bit of his opportunities as far as being a perimeter player, maybe forced to go a little bit more with a, a back to the basket kind of game. So very interesting here, uh, to say the least here. I definitely do think it's going to be exciting basketball here over the next three months here. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are going to have the uh, microscope, so to speak, here on Dallas now that they've made this deal here that you essentially have, um, in a lot of ways, one of the best, you know, point guards in the game when he's out there, when he's on the court here. And that's the question when he's out there and he's on the court. Um, you know, you're hoping from a health standpoint that Kyrie's out there, and then you're hoping also too, um, you know, he avoids team suspensions and things like that too. So, you know, that's kind of my thoughts here with the Dallas Mavericks here. I, I still think that it's a long way to go here. And I think that right now, I think that Brooklyn has clearly uh, won this trade, but uh, we will see what happens here in the next three. Next up here, let us move over to the upcoming Super Bowl here. Uh, the NFL, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles here, both coming in at 14 and three in this one. Um, you know, just a, a quick preview here for this one. You know, this game is, is slated to be a 26 to 24 game in favor of Philadelphia. I know I initially picked Philadelphia here. Um, you know, I definitely like Philadelphia. I, I like Philadelphia in the sense that, you know, the way that they run the football here, they're certainly a lot better than the Kansas City Chiefs. When you look at the rankings here, the Eagles are fifth overall with 147.6 uh, rushing yards a game compared to the Kansas City Chiefs, 115.9. And essentially, as I've been talking about the NFL playoffs here, I've been talking about the fact that the running game was so important. And I thought that the teams that were able to run the football the best would essentially advance. And I, I think that that's held true to form. Um, when you look at the victories that Kansas City has had, um, they've had some pretty decent days uh, as far as running the football here. And I said that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just not going to be able to sit back here and light you up for uh, 400 yards or so, uh, you know, because this guy is a guy that Yes, we know he can he can light it up for 400 plus, but in the playoffs defensively, teams get a lot more stingier and I think that points are a little bit harder to come by, especially when you're playing in conditions where the weather is not as favorable there. So, the game slows down much like it does in the NBA or any postseason there. The game kind of slows down, and a lot of times you're playing against teams that you played against you know, either once or at least twice during the season. So there's the tape out there where they've already, you know, kind of seen what you were going to do here. So um, in speaking of that, 
We're talking a lot about when you're running the football well, then you obviously are dominating as far as the time of possession here. Interesting enough here, the Eagles come in 11th and then respectively the Kansas City Chiefs come in here at 13th. And so to me, I think that that's the number one key to this game. Who runs the ball the best and who's going to be able to keep um, the opposing quarterback off the field here because Jalen Hurts throws a great deep ball here it certainly can put up a lot of points on the board quickly and a lot of yards here but the Eagles like to pretty much grind you out here they like to dominate your front seven open you up there and then kind of go over the top as you kind of bring the safeties and corners up here so if the Eagles are able to do that, I think that this definitely holds true for them being the favorite here in this one. I think it's going to be the reverse here, especially if Kansas City here can run the football better and can dominate the time of possession here. Defensively here, I think that it's not even a question. I think that the Eagles come in here with the best defense here. Now, I think this is the first time that the Eagles will be really supremely tested here um, because you know, coming into this thing, the Eagles are seventh here, only giving up 20 points a game. Uh, Kansas City here coming off a very good defensive effort here against Cincinnati. They give up about uh, 21 a game, which ranks them right about 16th in the league here and then when you look in the total yards um the eagles only giving up a 301 uh, there's a 28 um, yard difference here with 328 that the chiefs give up here which places them 11th just outside the top 10 here but really when you look at it it comes down to the interceptions and turnovers here the eagles are fourth uh, having 417th on the year and then you look at the Chiefs here who have forced 11 and they're 21st on the year so that is another key stat for me with this the defensive battle that is going to take place as well you know Jalen Hurts is a guy that they run a lot of RPOs for okay and it's not like they're going to uh, have you know just we're going to open it up and we're just going to go four wide on you and we're just going to kind of dink and throw the ball down the field and things like that um, you know like I said they're very predicated on the run game and so when the Chiefs are out there defensively they're going to have to do a great job in really stopping A.J. Brown um, you look at Devontae Smith, they're going to have to take those guys away. And realistically, they're going to need to call some turnovers here if they're going to win this game. Because when you call the turnovers here, you're actually taking away possessions here. You're giving more possessions here to your offense here. And we know that from a momentum standpoint in NFL games, as you turn the football over, it is hard to overcome that. And I think that that is going to be the differential here in this game as well. You know, which defense can really make it difficult on the opposing quarterback when they are on the field here. Now, statistically, it's saying that the Eagles should have the favor here. Again, the Chiefs are coming off a very, very good and strong defensive effort here where they did turn Joe Burrow over a lot and they also picked him or they sacked him a lot too as well which i'm looking at that respectively the eagles and the chiefs are first and second in sacks here so that's a very good sign i'd say for the chiefs in the sense that they're able to put a lot of pressure here um, up front and so that means that you know from a coverage standpoint here um, you know coverages now 
you're probably going to get a lot of errant passes here if your pass rush is on. So Philadelphia is going to have to slow down that pass rush here if they're going to win this game. So, you know, the keys here is who's going to run the ball the best, who is going to cause the most turnovers here, um, and then also who is going to create the most pressure up front here. It's all going to come down to the front seven here. Whichever team kind of dominates that, I think is going to win it. Initially here, I have the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. Um, I think the score is kind of right on here. I, I did have this kind of being about a 24 to 20 contest here. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if it comes down to the final possession here. Uh, definitely going to be scary here if the Kansas City Chiefs have the ball to finish out the game. I think that if that scenario does happen, I could see the Kansas City Chiefs winning the game if it does come down to a final possession just because Patrick Mahomes, that offense is so tough to deal with in the passing game, especially when it comes down to the wire there. So I think this is going to be a very exciting Super Bowl to say the least here. I think that this is going to be uh, definitely a, a great game. I think it's going to be a back and forth affair here. And I don't really see this being necessarily a defensive struggle. I think it is going to come down to the last possession here. And so we will talk about this game one more time here before the game takes off there on uh, Championship Sunday. And lastly, we will talk about the NFL Pro Bowl here and uh, just my thoughts here. So listen, uh, they played a, a flag football format. They had several different, uh, you know, contests and games kind of going on here and the bottom line is that <laughs> through all that you know I, I I still I still don't think it's it you know for the the NFL Pro Bowl game and I'm not sure you know what they're going to do with this um, you know it was it was interesting to to see it in the least I mean you had some players that had you know the hat on some players that uh we're wearing shades out there you know it, it it was just it it was interesting man you know what i'm saying it's a lot more different than what you normally see in the pro bowl with the guys fully padded up and even if they're not playing as hard i mean it was just it was different man seeing this and you know we still had a guy that actually got hurt in in one of the contests here i think it was reported that miles garrett uh, the defensive end there for the Cleveland Browns had a dislocated toe uh, doing some type of drill or something like that. Um, you know, the halftime show, I saw it. It, it was okay. Um, you know, and the players seemed like they were kind of into it for the most part. Or I mean, they seemed like they were having fun. Um, you know, it's only, I think, a 50 yards in total. I think it's 25 yards back and forth. And, I mean, it was a lot of scoring. And... Yeah, I, I just, I, I think that the NFL probably should maybe readjust this format. And, you know, from a suggestion standpoint, I'm not sure what they're going to do here. I do understand that the player's safety, you know, definitely comes first here. But I think that the NFL has got to change up the format and make it a bit more interesting um, in some way, shape, or form. You know, I, I don't know what that's going to look like here. Maybe maybe they have to go full field with it i don't know you know maybe it's just a seven on seven drills i don't know what it is i mean they're gonna have to do something different here um other than i think just playing flag football that's just kind of my thoughts here so 
with that being said, uh, that is today's show here. Um, you know, I just want to go ahead and thank the fans out there who've actually listened to the show and actually helped drive content to the show. I want to thank the sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show. And I just want to thank Anchor for being our platform, guys. So, um, you know, definitely stay posted with the show here. We got some more exciting content to come up here. Definitely get ready to talk more about the NBA season here. And we are also, too, getting ready to release um, our video podcast as well. So definitely stay tuned for that, guys. So for myself, this is Rico with Real Talk Sports. We'll be back.